can we just see that all the kids are definitely sat the right sort of places, inshallah. I think moving, you need to move a little bit now. You came and sat in the gap we just made. You okay with the camera? You got it? Completely? Or not? Okay. Good to go. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So apologies for the late start today uh, because in the masjid we joined between Maghrib and Isha because of the heavy rain, so for that reason, we took a little bit longer than usual to get started. I think a lot of people who normally come to the masjid might be catching this from home via the YouTube live stream. And we have a few people still with us in the masjid. Uh, inshallah ta'ala, we won't be taking uh, very long, inshallah, perhaps around about half an hour to 45 minutes. And then inshallah ta'ala, we'll bring the class to a close. Okay, so, we have talked about two in our two previous classes. What have we spoken about? What was our first class all about? Yes, Mubi. Who is your Lord? Who is your Lord? Who is Allah? And we answered that question. My Lord is Allah. We explained a little bit about that. And then we said, what was our second question? Yes, then. What is your religion? We said the religion is... Islam, and we explained a bit about that. Now my third question is, what is the third question that you will be asked in your grave when everybody dies? The angel is going to ask that person three questions. Who is your Lord? What is your religion? And who is that man who was sent among you. In other words, who is your prophet? Now, before I start talking about our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I want to start by talking about the idea of prophets. Does anyone know what the word for prophet is in Arabic? Okay. No, it's not Rasul. That's messenger. The word for prophet. From among the kids. This is kids class, so we'll ask the kids to answer, inshallah. Yes. Nebi. Nebi. From the word or related to the word neba, meaning to receive information or to receive guidance from Allah. And as for the word for a messenger, then this is Rasul. Rasul, the word for messenger. So I want to ask you a question. Does anyone have any idea what the difference is between those two? Between prophet and between messenger. First of all, which of those two words do we use for our prophet? 
both. So we use the word Nabi, Prophet, and we use the word Rasul, Messenger. The word Messenger, I'm not, not, not going to ask you like religious, like a really difficult question. Just the word Messenger. What is it in English? What do you think it relates to? Messenger, yes, Anas. Spreading a message, right? So the, the word messenger relates to the message. In Arabic, we call it the risala. Yeah, the risala. And the word prophet or nabi comes from nubuwa, which is prophethood. And that relates to revelation. Now, there's lots of different opinions about the difference between the two. And I don't want to go too much into it. There are, I'll give you one or two of the most common things people say. So some people say that the difference, some of the scholars, they say the difference is that a prophet receives revelation from Allah, right? But the Rasul is commanded to Spread it. To spread it. Or to share it. And some of them said the Rasul is the one who has a new message. As for the Nabi, the Nabi is the one who, the one who was an, only a Nabi, is the one who had their message was the previous message. Right? They didn't come with a new message. They didn't come with a new message. But as we said, we don't want to go into that in too much detail for our class. All we want to understand is, in the beginning of our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, becoming a prophet, what did he become first and when? And what did he become second and when? And the answer is that he started off as a prophet when Allah Azza wa Jal revealed to him, Iqara' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. Read in the name of your Lord who was created. Why did he, why was he given the title Nabi at that time? Because revelation came to him, but he wasn't told to share it with anyone at that time. Does anyone know the first ayah in which the Prophet was commanded, was, came from the Quran? When, in which Allah told the Prophet ﷺ to spread the message of Islam. And he became a Rasul. Mm, that's a difficult question. The first ayah in which the Prophet ﷺ was told to spread. So the first ayah ever, what was that? The first ayah, the first ayah in the whole Quran, what was that? Iqra, okay, Iqra. Bismi Rabbika Ladi Khalaq Khalaqal Insana Min Alaq Iqara Warabbukal Akram Ladi Alama Bil Kalam Alamal Insana Malam Yalam. That was the first part of the Quran that was revealed. After that, when was the Prophet told, go out and tell everybody about Islam? Try to convince people to come to Islam. Does anyone know? Okay, we should open it to the adults then. Do any of the adults know? This is where the adults get embarrassed, huh? The kids they were thinking, okay, kids are come on come on, son, daughter, answer. Ya ayuhal muddathir kum. Fa'anzir. Or you who is al-muddathir, the one who is wrapped up in garments, come, stand up, fa'anzir, and warn the people. Stand up and warn the people. And that's why there's a famous statement that the Prophet nubbi'a bi'iqra wa ursila bil-muddathir. That the Prophet became a prophet with iqra and he became a messenger with Al-Muddathir Ya ayyuhal Muddathir Qum 
verändern. Stand up and warn the people. Okay. What do we know about prophets? That's what I'm going to ask you now. We're still generally talking about the idea of prophets and messengers. What do you know about Al-Anbiya Wal-Mursaleen, about the prophets and the messengers? Anything that you know. Anything that you know. Yes. You know about, you know some of their life stories? Okay, could you tell me who was the first prophet and who was the first messenger? Were they the same or were they different? The first ever prophet. Come on, I want someone else to give me an answer. The first ever prophet. Yes. Adam. Okay, very good. Adam. And the first one to ever have to spread the message because the people didn't believe in them and they had to. The first, the first messenger, the one who came with a message and the people didn't believe and he had to try to convince them. Who was that? Go on. Nuh, alayhi salam. Nuh, alayhi salam. Therefore, Adam received revelation from Allah. Allah gave Adam revelation. Allah gave Adam special knowledge that came from him, that he revealed to him. But Adam didn't have to convince anyone to, who didn't believe in him to follow his religion. Because for 10 generations, 10 generations, all of the people, do you know what generate? We all know generation, right? Ten. So Adam and his children 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 and, his children and all the way, ten times. Ten generations, the people were pure Muslims. They didn't worship anything besides Allah. And then the shaitan came and the shaitan started to confuse the people. In the beginning, I'm going to tell you a little story about how the shaitan confused people. In the beginning, there were some pious people, good people, good people, good Muslims. And they used to do a lot of good for their people. And they died. And the shaitan came to their children and the people in that age group. And the shaitan said to them, why don't you try to remember these people? Don't forget them. Why don't you make a picture? So you won't forget them. So they made a picture. Did they make a picture to worship it? Did they pray to the picture? Nope. Just made a picture to remember. Then the shaitan came again and he said, wouldn't it be better if you made a statue? Because the picture is a bit flat, you know? You can't really remember how they used to be. You can't really honor them like that. Like, you need to really honor them. They were your, they used to inspire you. They used to be your guide, help you. How you need to really, you know, honor them, really love them so much. You should make a statue. So they made a statue. Do they worship the statue? No. Just to remember. Then the shaitan came later on and he said, your fathers used to pray to this statue. So the people started praying to the statues. And that is how people went away from Islam in the very beginning. And Allah tells us about this in Surah Nuh. And the ayah is, وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِهَتَكُمْ وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ وَدًّا وَلَا سُوَاعًا وَلَا يَغُوثَ وَيَعُوكَ وَنَسْرًا وَقَدْ أَضَلُّوا كَثِيرًا Don't leave your gods and don't leave Wad and Su'a' and Yaghuth and Ya'uk and Nasr And these five people, they were just five good people who became 
things that people worshipped. And people started to worship them. And people started to turn away from Allah because of what? What made them really, what would you say if you've heard that story, what really made those people turn away from Allah? Why did they start worshipping those statues? Shaitan was confusing them. That's an excellent answer. So Shaitan confused them. Because they copied their, what their fathers were doing without knowledge. And that's a big problem, isn't it? If it is said to them, believe in what Allah revealed, they say, we follow what our fathers did. They don't look for the proof. Now, that doesn't mean your mom and dad are bad or something like that. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying that what Allah said, that's the truth, right? And sometimes as moms and dads, we might get that right and we might get that wrong. But what matters is what Allah said, what the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's what matters, right? It's not what matters that someone says, oh, don't tell me about Allah. I just want to know what my mom and dad used to do and what my grandma and granddad used to do. And that's what those people did. And their grandma and granddad and mom and dad didn't used to worship those idols, but the shaitan tricked them into thinking that they, that they did. But still, what would you say? Really, what would you say that was the real reason why, what was... What happened to them? What did they fall into? Where did they go wrong in the beginning? In the very beginning. Making pictures, that's very true. And that's why it's not allowed for us to have pictures of human beings or animals. And it's not allowed for us to have their, those things to draw pictures of people or pictures of animals. And it's not allowed for us to put photographs on the wall and so on and print photographs of people or animals out. That's very important. That's a very valid point. The Prophet ﷺ said, أَشَدُّ النَّاسِ عَذَابًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ The people who will have the worst punishment يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ are uh, The people who take the pictures or people who make pictures. What they fell into in the beginning is having too much love and too much exaggerating about good people. That's what they fell into. Do you, do you see? Do you kind of understand what I mean? Like they had too, their heart was too much attached to those good people to the point where they put them too high up. They put them too high up. Instead of saying these were good people, Allah blessed them, Allah gave them Jannah, they put them so high up that they ended up worshipping them instead of Allah. And that's why one of the things that is the worst of the things and the things that really causes the biggest problem for people is too much exaggerating and too much putting someone too high up in terms of good people, good Muslims, and just raising people above where they should be. That was a side point on the topic of how things started. So who was sent to those people to call them back? Nuh, right? You said to me, Nuh alayhi salam. Nuh was sent back to those people to call those people back to Allah. So what was the job of Nuh then? What was the message that Nuh came with? What, if, you, if I was to say, summarize for me the message of Nuh. What was Nuh's key points? The same message, excellent, I like that a lot, very good. The same message as Adam. What was the basic message Nuh came with? And 
And there are different wordings in the different stories of Nuh in the Quran. But generally, the, the message that Nuh came with was worship Allah, have taqwa of Allah, and obey me. Listen to me. What's taqwa mean? Taqwa means to do as much as you can to do good things and keep us away from as, bad, as many bad things as possible. Do as many good things as you can, keep away from as many bad things as you can. So Nuh, in summary, came to say, worship Allah, do good things, keep away from the bad things, and listen to me. And the message of all the prophets was worship Allah and follow the prophet. That was the message all the prophets came with. Worship Allah and follow your messenger. So what did Nuh, in summary, what did he say to his people? Worship Allah, follow the messenger. We've already talked about worshipping Allah in the class, Who is your Lord? You remember that, right? Our first class, we talked about worshipping Allah. So now, following the messenger. What does it mean to follow the messenger? Any, any prophet or messenger, like the people of Nur, what did they actually have to do? What was, what was when he said, Obey me, what did they have to do? Yes, I mean. Okay, excellent. For the Muslims, follow the Quran. For those people in that time, follow the scripture they had. Follow the, the scripture, the book that was given to that prophet. Excellent. That's a perfect answer. What else? Okay, listen to what he tells you to do. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Follow their sunnah, follow their way or their guidance. Very good. Good. I still want a bit more of a breakdown of what that means. Even follow Quran, follow sunnah, obey them. I want, I want to sort of understand what does it mean? I say Muhammad or Rasulullah, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, but what does that, what do I actually have to do with that? What does that mean for me? Follow the guidance you're given. I like that, it's very good as well. All these answers are very good. It really means three things in detail. You're all right, you're all correct, but there's three real things in detail that we need. Number one, that you believe in what the Prophet said. Because what does the Prophet tell you about? Does he tell you about things you know or tell you about things that you didn't know before? What do you think? Tells you about things you didn't know. He tells you about things you can't see. About things you didn't know about before. He tells you about the ghaib, the unseen. He tells you about Jannah. Have any of you ever been to Jannah? No. <laughs> okay. He tells you about Jahannam, the hellfire. Have ever you, any of you ever seen the hellfire? No. He tells you about Allah. Have any of you ever seen Allah? No. You won't see Allah until after you die. He tells you about what will happen in the future. Does any of you, do any of you have that knowledge of what will happen in the future? So you have to believe what he tells you. Even when other people don't believe it. So for example, our Prophet ﷺ told us that one day, the sun is going to rise from the west instead of the east. For example, that one day, just before the day of judgment, the sun will go the other way and rise from the west instead of the east. And on that day, it will not be accepted for anyone to change and become Muslim after that. And that's it. The chance for Islam finishes. Does any of us do, can any of us even imagine how the sun could go the other way around in the sky? We can't imagine it, right? Maybe we might go to a scientist. The scientist might say, that can't happen. That's not going to happen. Who do we believe? The scientist or the prophet? The prophet. 
That's what it means to say Muhammadur Rasulullah, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, that I believe in what he tells me. Whether I understand, I don't understand. Whether it, it makes sense or doesn't make sense to me, my, it makes sense to, no doubt it makes sense in general. But if it doesn't, I can't understand it or I can't make sense of it. It doesn't matter, I believe. That's the first thing. What the second thing I have to do is what we said here, I have to obey. So I don't just have to believe. Believe means what he told me, he's going to tell me things. He's going to tell me things about the past, about what happened to Nuh and what happened to Ibrahim and what happened to Maryam and what happened to... I wasn't there. وَمَا كُنْتَ لَدَيْهِمْ إِذْ يُلْقُونَ أَقْلَامَهُمْ أَيُّهُمْ يَكْفُرُ مَرْيَمْ وَمَا كُنْتَ لَدَيْهِمْ إِذْ يَخْتَصِمُونَ You weren't there when they were drawing lots about who was going to look after Maryam. Was any of us there when Maryam was a little girl and they were deciding who was going to look after Maryam? No, none of us were there. We weren't there. When the Prophet told us, we believe what he told us about it. We believe what he told us will happen in the future. We believe what he told us about Allah, what he told us about Jannah, what he told us about what will happen when we die. What he told us about the angels. Have any of you ever seen an angel, met an angel, talked to an angel? No. But we believe. And we don't just believe, we do what? We obey. What does the word obey mean? Follow and listen. Listen and follow. So you listen and you do what you're told. So the Prophet wasallam, there's actually a really, really amazing story I'm going to tell you about obeying the Prophet wasallam. There was a woman and she came to, if I'm not mistaken, Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu sahabi. She came to a Sahabi and she said to the Sahabi, she said, what is the ruling of plucking out the hairs in the eyebrows? He said, it is haram, it's not allowed. She said, where is this? Where is, that? where is the proof for this? He said, it's in the Quran. She said, I went through the Qur'an from the beginning to the end and I never saw anything mentioned about the eyebrows. He said, it's in the Qur'an. Didn't you hear when Allah said, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوا وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا Whatever the messenger gives you, you have to take it and whatever the messenger tells you not to do, you must not do it. Does that make sense? So it, we, someone might say, you know, sometimes we hear people say, or oh, is it in the Quran? What's in the Quran, I believe, right? But if it's not in the Quran, then maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't matter. No, it's not just the Quran. It's the Quran and it is what the Prophet ﷺ told us and we try to listen to him, we try to follow him, we try to obey him. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam And there's one more thing One more thing And that is If I ask you the question How do you pray? What's your answer going to be? I don't want you know I start with takbir And I raise my sh I want to know generally Give me a, a one line answer How do you pray? You all pray Anyone here not pray? You all pray How do you pray? I want one, you to answer me in one line so we've got one person with their hand up. How do you pray? I'm going to give you only one line to answer. Yes, Mubeen. Oh, no. You filled in too long. You didn't finish the whole prayer. One line. I want you to finish the whole prayer. I want you to explain the whole prayer to me in no more than... I'll give you maximum ten words. How the Prophet told you to. Beautiful, Anas. Jazakallah khairan. That's completely right. How do you pray? I pray the way the Prophet did. How do you fast? I'll give you another 10 words. 
the way the Prophet did. How do you go to Hajj? The way the Prophet did. How do you do any kind of worship in Islam? The way the Prophet did, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when, you, when Allah tells you that you have to believe in the Prophet or the Prophets, what is required from you at the time of the Prophet, when the Prophet came to his people and he told them that you have to, you have to follow me and you have to uh, worship Allah and follow me, there is three things needed. Number one, believe in what you're told. Number two, listen and do what you're told. And number three, only worship Allah the way the Prophet showed you. Okay, can you remember those three? What are those three? Firstly, believe in what you're told. Believe in the stories about the future, about the unseen, what you're told, the information you're given, believe in it. Number two, obey. Number three, worship the way that you are shown. The way the prophet shows you. Okay, brilliant. So that was true for every prophet who came. Every prophet came. So after Nuh, many prophets came and many prophets came. And there were five really, really important prophets. From the most important prophet. About which Allah said, Wasbir kama sabara ulul azmi mina rusul. Be patient like the five most important prophets were patient. Amina, what do you think? Ibrahim is number two after, in, in, order of, uh, in order of their life. So number one was Nuh. Number two was Ibrahim in terms of their, who came first in terms of time? Who came first? Who came after Ibrahim? I want from the five, from Ulul Azim. Musa. And after Musa, from the five came Go and try. Not sure? Okay. No, no. After. We're talking about in time. Five, the five most important. Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa. You repeat it to it. Isa. And then the fifth one. And everyone put up your hand. Everyone put up your hand. Put up your hand. Put up your hand, put up your hand, put up your hand, put up your hand. Everyone put up your hand. Okay. One single voice. Who's the fifth one? One, two, three. Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of those five, who was the best of them? Okay, everyone knows now. Yes, go on. Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As for who was second best, we don't have a clear answer about who was second, who was third, who was fourth. We don't have a clear answer. Some of the scholars said Ibrahim, and the, but we don't have a, a clear answer. But we know our Prophet Muhammad was the best. He was the best of all of them. And he was the last of all of them. Was his message any different? His basic message. His basic message. No, his basic message was worship Allah and follow me. Like all the prophets said. How do we say worship Allah and follow me? We say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. I bear witness. What does it mean to bear witness? What does it mean to be a witness? What does it mean to be a witness? If you're in a court case, what does it mean? They call you into court and the judge said, did you witness this? What does it mean to be a witness? You tell something you know is true, right? Yeah? You say something in front of everyone and you tell people, I know that this is true, right? So you come in front of everybody and you say, Ashhadu, I am witnessing, I'm telling you that I am sure and certain that it is true that there is no God that deserves to be worshipped except Allah 
and I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. What does that mean? You worship Allah alone. You get rid of and avoid everything that is worshipped besides Allah. You believe in what the Prophet ﷺ told you. You follow him in what he told you to do. You listen to him. And you do things the way that he showed you. You do your acts of worship. You do your prayers and your fasting and your dua the way that he showed you how to do it. The way that he showed you. That was the basic message. Now the prophets came with proofs. Because could you imagine if someone just stood up and said, Hi everyone. I'm here to tell you that I've got a message from God. People would call them names, right? People would call them crazy. People would say that you are just trying to get your father's power, money and wealth. And you're trying to control people. You just want to be in charge. So what did the prophets bring as proofs? Really, we can talk about two things the prophets brought as proofs. Scripture, so the Qur'an. When we say scripture, what we mean is the book that came from Allah, that the prophets, each prophet, each messenger was given that scripture, right? Each messenger was given that scripture. And the, the scripture of Islam is the Qur'an. By scripture, we mean the the book that came from Allah. Did that book come from the Prophet? Who wrote the Quran? Ah, uh, ask you a trick question. I'm sorry, I'll rephrase it. Because that idea of wrote the Quran and says, nah, we're going to say that a different way. It's a trick question. What do we say about the Quran? We say the Quran is the speech of who? Allah. Is it the speech of Jibreel? No. Is it the speech of Muhammad? No. It is the speech of Allah. It came from Allah directly and Jibreel brought it safely to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And that was true of all the books that came before because the Quran was not the first book that came. It was not the first book that came. Many came before, but do we have any of them kept safe for us? Are there, anything, is there, are there any other books? What about the Bible? Do we not have the Bible? The Torah and the Gospel and the Psalms of David and the Old Testament, the New Testament. We have the Bible. There, trust me, we have a Bible. There's, I mean, there's a Bible. There's not a Bible in the Masjid for obvious reasons, but there is... There is a, I mean, there is a, we have copies of the Bible. Why is that no good? Why can I not follow the Bible? Because it was changed and it was lost and it was all mixed and muddled up and people's speech went in there and lies went in there and the truth went in there and it all got muddled up into a big mix of truth and false and people's ideas and pe prophet statements and it just got all jumbled up together. If the Bible was preserved, if it was pure from Allah, could I follow it? Ooh, here's an interesting question. So let's just presume, let's imagine that the book that was given to Isa is in front of me and I have it in my hands. The book that was given to Isa, word for word, the same book, letter for letter, word for word, nothing changed. Could I follow it? Ooh. Let's have a show of hands. Who thinks yes? Who thinks no? Habibi, you're correct. The answer is no. Why? Because... The Qur'an comes after it and the one that comes after takes over everything that came before. Does that make sense? The new one that comes, okay, now the old one is there for our information. We believe in it, but 
we follow the new and the last one that came and that was the Quran and that's because the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he said Wallahi or he said nafsi biyadi. he said I swear by Allah the one whose hand my soul is in if Musa was alive he would have had to have followed me does that make sense? if Musa was alive he would be the one following me because the rule of every prophet is you bel- if there's another prophet comes after a prophet, the first prophet has to follow the one that came after. If there's another book that comes after the first book, then the last book is the one that you have to, you have to follow. Now that doesn't mean that we don't believe in the earlier books, we believe in them. It doesn't mean we don't believe in the earlier prophets, we believe in all the earlier prophets and messengers. But which one do we have to follow exactly? That is the Prophet Muhammad and the book is the Quran. What about then the stuff that came before? How do we explain the things that came before? What we say about the things that came before is there's one of three situations. For example, the Bible that the Christians have today. One of, three, one, of three chan- one of three things. Option number one, something is in there that is also in the Quran. So it says, worship God alone. Quran says, worship Allah alone. We say, okay. Or there's something in there which goes against the Quran. In the Bible it says that Nuh used to drink alcohol and get drunk. Is that true? No. Because the Quran tells us that it's not true. So we say, no. What about things that are mentioned that the Quran doesn't say anything about? We don't know. What do we say then? Do we say yes or no? Hmm. Yes, we believe or no, we don't believe. So the things that are in those early books that agree with the Qur'an, we believe in them. The things that are in those books that don't agree with the Qur'an, we don't agree with them. What about the things that we don't know about? Okay, good idea. We don't agree with them. Okay, but we don't know. So we agree with them. We don't agree with them. We don't agree with them. We don't agree with them. Anyone think we agree with them? Okay, all of you are wrong. Now, does anyone think that we don't agree? We, we do agree with them. Okay, you're still wrong. <laughs> Was this another trick question? What's the answer? Allah knows best. We don't agree and we don't disagree. We just keep quiet and say Allah knows best. Allah knows best. Because those books originally came from Allah, so originally they did contain the truth. So maybe this is true. Maybe it's not true. Allah knows best. Every prophet that came, every prophet that came, their message had an expiry date. You know when you go to the shops and you buy food, it has an expiry date, right? It has a date that says, that's it. Now it's, after this date, it's going to go bad. Every prophet had a people and every prophet had an end time, a time when the message would finish. Okay. For example, who were the people of Musa? What do we call the people of Musa? The people that Musa preached to. Bani, Bani Israel. The children of Israel. Bani Israel. Who is Israel, by the way? Not Israel, the country. Who is Israel? Who? Who? Who is Israel? Not quite. You're very close. You're very close. 
Ya'qub. Ya'qub is Israel. Israel is the name of Ya'qub. Bani Israel are the children of Ya'qub. Ya'qub's children. How many children? Everyone should get this right. How many children? Give one more. Add one more. Add one more again. Twelve. Very good. Twelve. Mashallah. Twelve. The twelve children. Those were the people of Musa. Did Musa go and preach to someone else? Did he say to Bani Israel, hold on guys, give me five minutes, I'm going over there to tell them. No, he didn't. He kept his message to those people. And when did his message finish? It finished, in a way you can say when Isa came, when the other prophet, the next prophet came. The other prophets, they still use the same message until Isa, and Isa, he brought the, the Injil, the gospel, the new message from Allah Azza wa Jal. So it had an end date, an end time, and it was limited. Now the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did his message. First of all, what was the end of his message? Was about how long? Uh, 23 years, right? They, and then that was it. It's another trick question. It has no end. That it is the last message and the last message has no end date. That means there is no new message coming. There is no new prophet coming. There is no update coming. There is no version 2.0 coming. This message, that is what you have. And this message, which people was it for? It was for the people of the Arabian Peninsula, right? People of Mecca, Medina. What is the matter with me today? Allah knows best. Allah knows best. It was for everybody. It was for every human being, and not just every human being, even the jinn. Every single human being and every single jinn, this message was for all of them. It wasn't for Bani Fulan, this Bani or that Bani. It was for all of them. It was for everyone. So there's two things that are really important about this message. Number one, it's never going to end. It's the last message and it's never going to have a, another message. There's no more message coming afterwards. And number two, it's for everybody. All the other messages were just for, for some people, right? This message is for everybody. So is Islam a religion for the people in Arabia? No. Is it a religion for the people in Southeast Asia? No. Is it a religion for people in North Africa? No. It's a religion for everybody, everywhere. It's a religion for everybody, everywhere. And is there going to be a new version, a new prophet, a new scripture? No. So, this last message and last prophet, it must have a really special quality. What would that special quality be? It must be special. Why, why is it? I mean, it's special because it's going to last forever. And well, it's going to last until the end of time. And it's for everyone in the whole world, everywhere. So it must have something really special about it. And that special thing is... It's preserved. It's being kept safe. Who kept the message of Islam safe? Who promised to keep the message of Allah of Islam safe? Allah, mashallah, very good. We sent down this message and we will keep it safe. 
So this message of Islam is going to be kept safe. It's going to be kept safe. Beautiful. So now we know that the Prophet Muhammad was the last prophet. We know the basics of his message, which was worship Allah. You have no God worthy of worship except him. And follow the prophets. We know this message, okay? And we know that it had no expiry date. And we know that it's for everybody everywhere. So let me ask you a question. What do you know? And it's my one of, it's, it's a big question, but it's my last question for the class. Uh, so it'll take a little while to cover, but it's my last part of my question. And it is, what do you know about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? First of all, what was his name? I don't just want you to say Muhammad. What was the name? And I'm going to ask everyone, and I'm going to see who can get the furthest along. Go on. Or oh, he had different names, like, like Al-Mustafa, the chosen one, and so on. But I want his name. I want his normal name. Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim ibn Abdi Manaf. Anyone go any further? We got five. Anyone can go anyone any further? Okay, let's learn five today and then we can start as we go in our seerah class, we can learn more. Muhammad, son of Abdullah, son of Abdul Muttalib, son of Hashim, son of Abdimanaf, son of Qusay, Muhammad. Son of Abdullah, son of Abdul Muttalib, son of Hashim. So the first father is Abdullah, the second one is Abdul Muttalib, the third one is Hashim, the fourth one is Abdul Manaf, and the fifth one is Qusay. Okay. That makes for us five. That makes for us. What else do you know about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? He was the last prophet. Very good, excellent. He was born Amalfil in the year of the elephant. What year of the elephant? What do we mean the year of the elephant? Is this some like, I mean, I've heard people talk, you know, these different cultures, their Chinese years have names of animals and things. What year of the elephant? Abraha wanted to destroy the Kaaba with an army of elephants and Allah destroyed it. And which surah did Allah tell us about it in? Oh, come on, where are people in my Quran class? Yes. Don't you see how your Lord dealt with the army of the elephant? And that was when the Prophet ﷺ was born. Brilliant. We're going to stop the class there. And what we're going to do is this. Next class, we are going to learn about the life of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. Today we understood who the Prophet Muhammad is in a very general way. We understood a little bit about him. Couple more things I want to add. First of all, I want to add that the prophets and the messengers, they were the best of the people. And the best of them was the Prophet Muhammad They didn't do any of the big sins, any of the big things that were wrong. They didn't lie, they didn't cheat. They gave their message from Allah the way that Allah told them to give it exactly. And the best of all of them was the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And whenever we say the Prophet's name, we're going to say sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we want everyone to say that. And I'd already told you what it means in a previous class. Next class, inshallah, we're going to talk about just one class. 
we're going to do a summary of the life of the Prophet Just a little quick run over some of the most important things in the life of the Prophet Like when was he born and when did he become a Prophet and what happened And when did he move away from Mecca to Medina And what were some of the things that happened in Medina and when did he die Just a summary of that, a little bit about that next lesson because we ran out of time for today and that will be a little bit about the life of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and probably we will take a few lessons to do that because we finished our topic for today and we're going to go on maybe to a few lessons of the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu so probably we'll do again three lessons on the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam does anyone have any questions about what it means to say Muhammad Rasulullah Muhammad is the messenger of Allah is anyone confused about something that I said? Did I say anything that anyone didn't understand? Did everyone understand? Okay. In that case, we will stop there. Our next three classes are going to be on the topic of the life of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his seerah. And we're going to take that from a really nice poem called Al-Urjuzatul Mi'iyyah Fi Dhikri Hali Ashraf Al-Bariyyah. And this hundred lines of poetry, we're just going to break it down. Three simple lessons about the life of our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And those three lessons are going to be the next three lessons in our kids' classes. That's what Allah made easy for me to mention. Allah knows best. Salatu salam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Jazakumullah khairan for watching. Please subscribe, share, and you can visit muhammadtim.com.